Hey, it's Whoopi. As The View celebrates its 25th season, we're bringing together some of the women who have hosted the show for a special podcast series. In this episode, Sonny Hostin and Sherry Shepard sit down for a candid conversation about their time on the show. Here's Sonny. Sherry and I have been friends for many years. She joined The View in 2007, and for seven years, she brought the laughs to the table and her real-life experience of being a mom, actor, and comedian. How, how would you pick up a man if you wanted a one-night stand? Just for the sex, same way you do it. How would I? I think it's just for sex. I want to know how you are. I want to know how far. Because, you know, how would you? According to surveys, you like a lot of sex, Barbara. <laughs> Today we share our experiences with the one and only Barbara Walters, discuss how this show has changed our lives, look back at Sherry's most emotional moment on The View, and of course, much more. Here's our conversation. I am very excited to speak with you, Sherry, because you are my friend and you have been my guiding light (laughs) for a long time. Most people don't know that, right? But I remember... That you reached out to me when I was first getting involved with this show and gave me a lot of advice. And um, we'll get we'll get into that, though. But um, how did it feel to get the call that you were an official co-host? Because this is a big show. And Barbara is like the original. You know, Sonny, it is a big show. And and Bill and Barbara had come to me a few times to Mm -hmm. have me come on the show. They, it, it started, I just was trying to get on The View to promote my sitcom that I was on, Less Than Perfect. <laughs> and Bill would never book me on the show because he didn't know if I could sit on the couch and mm. have anything to say. What? <laughs> so they never booked me. They booked everybody else for my show but me. And uh, my publicist kept calling. And it just so happened that Johnny Cochran had passed away. Mm. And Star Jones had to go to his funeral. So it was happened to be, this is why you can't give up. It happened to be around the time that I called. So he was like, if she can get on a plane and come like now we'll have her on the show. And I was pregnant Wow. at the time, but I, and I was on bed rest, but I asked my doctor, I said, can I go? And she was like, well, you know, you're on bed rest. And I said, look, is the baby going to come while we're <laughs> in, in the air? And she said, no, but you have to be careful. That's all I needed. They wheeled me in a wheelchair up to right before we were supposed to come out. And I got out of a wheelchair to sit at the table and I made joy laugh and mm. joy liked me so much that she said, when I go out of town to do stand up, I want you to have Sherry. So I went back wow. and Bill called the next day and was like, can you get back on a plane? Wow. To come out. So I, that's when they really kind of got to see what I do. And then I was there with star and star said, star Jones, I really like Sherry. So when I'm gone, call Sherry. So that's Mm. when I started doing it. And they came to my dressing room like uh, (laughs) a few times after that. And they were trying to get me to be a regular. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, because it was stuff going down with star and da da da. And I said, no, my name is Bennett. I'm not in it. (laughs) Because, you know, it's hard to make Joy laugh. And it's very it, hard to make. It's joy very laugh. hard to make her laugh because she's she's got a wicked sense of humor, right? She's very smart, and also this show's about camaraderie, right? It's about everybody getting along, and and if you have now two co-hosts saying, "I like her, I like her," that's that's important. That's big. It so was, I'm not surprised they were like, uh, "We want you." I was very surprised. I just I was so nervous, and I just said, "You know, just be you." 
And uh, I think what cemented me coming on was Rosie O'Donnell got into it with Elizabeth Hasselbeck. Oh, oh. That fateful day. Oh. Because it, they were trying to decide between Kathy Griffin and me. Really? And, yes, I didn't know that. Between, yes, the permanent co-host position was between Kathy Griffin or Sherry Shepard. And what happened, this is how God be moving. They gave Kathy Griffin the Friday and they mm. gave me Thursday. So we each had a day and all of the stuff happened on Thursday. That's the split screen day. That was the split screen day. <laughs> Rosie got into that big fight with Elizabeth. And I remember that whole day girl was just tension. It was Why? Just Why? What do you what do you remember because, about that day? Because I came on a day when I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know that there was tension between Lizzie and Rosie. Mm. Like, mm. you know, when you're a guest, when a guest comes on, they just know about that day. Yes. I knew, though, within the Hot Topics room that there was tension. I just didn't know why. And mm. so um, everybody la- left and I was asking the hair and makeup girls. They don't say nothing. <laughs> I was no, asking Karen and 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 and. Um, Rebecca, and they was like, ain't none of your yep. business. It's a no. vault. It's a vault. <laughs> I'm telling you, they know all where the dead, the dead bodies are buried, and they don't <laughs> tell you anything. The best hair and makeup team ever at The View. Yes. And um, right before we went on, it just was tension with Rosie and Lizzie. And I remember asking the same glam team, I said, does anybody speak in tongues? Because we got to start praying. I'm a Pentecostal girl. <laughs> and they said, no, we don't speak in tongues. I said, all these black people here, nobody speaks in tongues. Hmm. we get out there and start talking. I'm talking about my comedy CD, telling everybody <laughs> to buy it. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just was tension when Lizzie started talking and then Rosie said something. And I'm like, wait a minute, this ain't fun no more. Yes. What? Yes. And they did a split screen. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to like, just make it lighter. This one was so personal. Because mm. I believe that Rosie just felt like things that had happened, Elizabeth never defended her on. And uh. Elizabeth was fed up because she was like, you defend yourself because you get yourself in hot water. So you defend yourself. You would not even look me in the face, Elizabeth, and what say, no, about? Rosie, I can understand I how people you. might have thought that. Why don't you take this opportunity like I'm six? Because you are an adult and I am certainly so not going to be the person for you to explain your thoughts. They're your thoughts. So mm. it was very, very personal between mm. these two. It wasn't about the war. It was uh. about you don't, you know, betrayal, loyalty, all of that stuff. Anger is never anger. It's always something underneath. All the stuff the between anger. sisters. Because we really exactly. are like sisters. You're like in a sorority that no one Family. is a part of unless you are a co-host of The View. Directing this show. Let's go to commercial. Let's go to commercial. I drink of water. Let's man, go to commercial. Man. And during the commercial break, it was just oh my. It was that's what people don't see during the commercial right. breaks. They don't. What happens? Lizzie was going off, and I was like, oh my god. The baby, the baby, because she was pregnant. I was like, girl, you got to do the baby, be calm. And then Rosie was saying to me, she goes, I like you, Sherry, because you, you just, you make everybody relax. I want you to There has to be someone, there has to be someone that can take the temperature down on the panel. And that's what I did. Yes. And that's what I do. And they decided on me because so many people wanted to interview me. And I said, no, that's their family business. I'm not doing any, everybody wants to fly me in. And I said, no. And I think that impressed Barbara Walters and Bill mm. Getty. So I got 
the job of the call. <laughs> Did you get that call after that? Barbara called me a few times to ask me, but this time she called. Um, I remember when she had tried to get me and I said no, and she walked away from me. She said goodbye. And I said, oh my God, did I make a bad decision? Hmm. But then, and I didn't go to co-host for like a year. And then wow. after that all happened, she called me again and she said, would you like to come? And I said, well, I ain't got nothing to lose. I'm going through a divorce. So <laughs> yeah, I'll come. I did not wow. know what I was walking into. Had no clue. No one does. No one does. I mean, you warned me. You gave me some <laughs> advice, <laughs> but you don't really know. See, I never got that call. I just, I kept same sort of a similar story with, with you Bill Getty. You talked to Barbara? Yeah. Um, I spoke to Barbara, um, but it was more Bill Getty. He kept on, you know, saying, you know, wow, you're, you're, you're good at this. You know, you can, you can sort of the release the tension. You're kind of a voice of reason. You know, everybody right. gets along with you. Everyone likes you. And I just kept on hanging around and hanging around. And hanging around. And then just one day, my name just kind of changed on the website. Sunny joined the view. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm official now? And I was, so, I was so happy kind of strange. every time you came to the view to co-host with us, you mm -hmm. were so calm and you were so yeah. loving. And you were really smart. Like you had the legal background. Thank so you brought you. a different element. <laughs> and I remember I liked you so much because you were just down to earth. And mm -hmm. it was so cool having you on. So I remember when you were up for it and even said you got it. I was just like, you are perfect for Thank the view. You. You're, you're well, perfect. I, I watch you and I'll text you because I can't help. <laughs> I'll be screaming at the screen and I text you, you know, you are you are a, a natural fit. Thank you. Well, you you definitely helped me. Um, and I, I, I write this. I write about this. And I, I when I give speeches about women supporting women, I talk about this because you called me and said, what does your package look like? What does your salary package look like? I was like, um, well, it looks like this. And isn't that good? And you said, oh, no. Did you, you get leverage, offered this? Girl. Yeah. Did you offer this? Did you get offered this? How about this? This, is, this was my you know, pay trajectory. And I had never in my life had a woman be so transparent about her pay history, about uh, the perks that she had received, about the leverage I could use. And I, I'm always, you know, I've told you this a million times, but I'm always so thankful because it was, it was sort of life-changing for me. I just sort of knew not only how to navigate the show in a sense, but I, I knew what to ask for. And I, I, hadn't, think that I hadn't experienced that before. So many times we as women, they try to keep us keep that secret. And so mm -hmm. I believe that in order for us to be able to fight for what we deserve fairly, we have to mm -hmm. know what our counterparts are making. Yeah. And I'm a big believer because Rosie O'Donnell did it for me. And mm -hmm. I have to say, honestly, truthfully, what they were offering me was nothing yeah. um, about what Rosie said. She came and she said to me, this is what I'm making. This is what everybody's making. And mm -hmm. this is what you should ask for. And these are the perks I'm getting. And I was like, that's nothing. <laughs> That's how what? I felt. I was like, what? Yeah, you're like, what? And 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 because yeah. she showed me that and helped guide me, I got what I deserved. And I feel yeah. like we have to let other women know what mm -hmm. we're making if they're trying to do the same thing. That way we're on an even playing field and yeah. you know what you're supposed to be. And I've had countless women do it for me with my sitcoms mm. and guest stars. I remember calling Viola Davis 
when I was wow. starring in another show. And I was like, Viola, we don't, you don't know me, mm-hmm. but I need to know how much I'm supposed to be making and what kind of stuff am I supposed to be asking for? And she yes. was amazing. Amazing. So I, I'm a believer. We got to support each other. We really do. Well, you, you, I, I will always, um, remember that. And I've passed that on. I, I, I've passed that lesson on and I, I, I employ it in my life. But let me ask you this because, um, everyone always talks about this. I didn't see it firsthand. Um, on your first day, apparently you said the world is flat in a nervous <laughs> moment. You already, you're like, I know what she's going to say. What do you remember about that? Because it, for some reason, it seemed to have, it stuck. I didn't even see it. I didn't, I never heard about it. That day that I said, when they asked me, did I believe the earth was round or flat? And I said, I don't know. But why Um, would it, why was that a hot topic? It was, we were talking about evolution. That day was the worst day of my entire life (laughs) and the best day that changed my life. I got to tell you. Failure is not, as long as you're not dead, you can get back up. And it literally changed my Mm -hmm. life because Barbara looked at me in Hot Topics because everybody knew I was a good Christian girl. I don't (laughs) like to debate. I don't like to argue with my elders. I don't like to, you know, I just want to have fun. But everything that I hated doing was what I had to do with The View. It was really Mm. um, a a life-changing experience for me being a co-host. And one day Barbara looked, they wanted to talk about evolution versus creation. And I'm a believer in creationism. Mm -hmm. And so Barbara looked in that mirror right at me and she said, I want to debate my Christian friend. And I was like, who, huh? (laughs) I don't debate. And so I was so nervous. And I think I got a touch of ADD as well, Sonny. Mm -hmm. I never sat at a table. I do sitcoms. I do stand up. This was the first time I'm sitting at a table talking about deep stuff. And And it's hard. We make it look easier than it is. Oh. It's really hard. People are always like, I could do the view. I could do the view. Really? Let me tell you when people it's say hard. that. Whenever we would have guests who came and said, oh, I could do this. They the ones that never said nothing at the table. <laughs> First of all, you got four other women sitting around you. Mm-hmm. You're trying to interject your opinion. Then everybody's talking over each other. That's, you know, I think that's probably people's biggest complaint is they're like, I can't understand. Exactly. You but only Barbara have like a minute said, to say anything. And all you guys make sense and you're live. So everything is without a net. But girl, that day, I just was so nervous because when Barbara Walter says she wants to debate you, what what the hell? (laughs) So I'm sitting at the table. I'm tense in my stomach. I literally I started zoning out. I was just thinking, did I pay the cable bill? Because they don't (laughs) cut my cable off. And so all I heard, literally all I heard, earth round or flat. I didn't even say I, I didn't even remember saying I don't know. So when Barbara said, take a little time to enjoy the view, I was like, whoo, we got through that. And she goes, dear, the earth is round. Oh, no. And I said, you know know how Barbara speaks to you when she says something, you feel scolded. You feel like you're three years old. You do. And I said, I know the earth is round, Barbara. And she said, well, you said you didn't know. Now, I didn't think it was a big deal until Bill Maher. Or no, Bill O'Reilly said I should be fired with the stupid stick. Bill O'Meyer, Bill oh. Maher said I, uh, I I was dumber than bricks. I mean, everybody was oh, talking about no. me. I was the second most Google person in the nation. Bill Getty <gasps> called me downstairs and he <sighs> said, when you got this job, every black woman in America was happy. They say you were a breath of fresh air. Every black woman in America hates you because they said you brought black people back a hundred oh, years. No. Oh. And I mean, 
And uh, what Wendy Williams said, I could be replaced by a potato sack. I mean, everybody oh. was like, it was horrible. And I remember mm. I was in the next day. I I started crying. It just was so much. Oh, I didn't realize Sherry. the hugeness of the view. It of was view. global. It was in everyone's yeah. living room. This was big news. Sherry Shepard didn't know that the earth was round or flat. Mm. And it was like I had a brain fart. And I started crying. All women. All Because I represent women, all women. Everybody. I represent all black women. Yeah. And somebody told Whoopi I was crying and she came running in and she said, look at me. And I said, I can't. You got the sunglasses <laughs> on your face. And she flipped up her lid and she said, if Barbara didn't think you could do this, she wouldn't have hired you. Yeah. And Barbara defended me on Howard Stern. Like Barbara mm. would, would go out and defend. Now yes. she might get on you in that dressing room because she went, dear, read a book. That's what she said to me. <laughs> but she defended me to everybody and Whoopi came and hugged me and Joy came and said, hey, kid, you know what? When, when you open your mouth, half the world is going to hate you, no matter mm-hmm. what you say. She still says and that. Yep. She still says that. And that's when I learned mm-hmm. not to take the weight of everybody on my shoulders. And it was just mm-hmm. a day, but it changed my life in the sense that it made me say, how can how defend what you know, Sherry? Mm-hmm. The things that you learned in church. Can you defend it? Learn about politics. Learn about the way the government works. Learn to come back at Barbara. It changed Mm. my life. That big failure was a blessing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I love politics so much. I'm talking politics 24-7. Love it. I hated politics when I started The View. Wow. Because it scared me because I never voted before. So doing The View for me was the best Mm. experience of my life because I found my voice. See, you found your voice. You found yes. your view. It, it really is a life-changing experience. It has yes. been for me, too. And what about you? Know, you? Uh, yeah, well, it, it, ha- it has been. I mean, I thought that I had my voice. Um, you know, I'm a lawyer by training. Um, and I, I felt very comfortable in my views. But this is different because you're, you're talking about things you're not supposed to talk about, even in, you know, around a table with family and friends, right? Yeah. And so you have to be very comfortable and you have to make sure that you can support it and stand by it no matter what. No and that takes a lot what. of courage and bravery and strength um, and conviction. And I've always been really good at sticking up for other people because that's been my job, you know, advocating for victims, advocating for survivors, act, ad, you know, advocating for my family, advocating for my kids. But yeah. now I have to do it for myself. Um, and it, it, it's changed me. It, it's, it has changed me. I've sort of been able to combine passion with purpose mm-hmm. and I'm withstand the critics. And um, it's, 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 it's life changing. And, and really, I think, I haven't, I didn't get the chance to work with Barbara as long as you did, but just being kind of picked by Barbara and sitting with her and being scolded by her. Cause I, I, we had an interview with Bette Midler and I was seated next to Bette and I was talking to Bette and I was all excited. And she was like, um, I'm going to ask that question. Not you. I was like, Oh, but I had worked on that question. And I, and I had, I said that I said, but I worked on that question. She was like, I'm asking that question. I said, Oh, I'm going to ask you. I was like, oh, okay. And then we were taking a picture and then we took the picture and I want to take another one. And she was like, I'm going to take a picture with her now. Like, as if to say, you know, 
time for you to move. <laughs> you know, it she so knew what she working, wanted. And working I appreciate it. Was such in it for three years. I cried because Barbara mm. was so hard on me. Oh yeah. She was tough. Everything. She's a tough lady. Mm-hmm. She was tough because if she, if I would, you know, you have to fight for your topics that you want to talk about at the table. Yes. And so th- there would be times she'd go, we're cut that topic. And I go, but that was the only thing. What? And Barbara said to me one time, if you don't learn, I, I and I remember it so clearly, we had John McCain on the show. Mm-hmm. She said, here's the questions. Joy, you're going to ask question number one. Whoopi, you're going to ask question number two. Elizabeth, number three. Mm-hmm. Sherry number four. So I'm thinking I'm a good girl. I followed the rules, Sonny. I'm like, we gonna ask these yes. questions in order. As soon as we sat down, Joy starts asking something about what he said. Cindy McCain got mad. Then Whoopi came in, and, Eliz- and I was like, but wait a minute, what? I, I know what, that happened to me. My- <laughs> and you know what I used to do? I was a little girl. I pouted, so I wasn't gonna ask nothing. <laughs> Because nobody was playing by the rules. No and so Barbara said to me when we were done, we I remember they talked about us on everything. That was an interview where the, the McCain said it would never come back um, <laughs> because joy what she asked. And it, it made national global news. But I wasn't a part of it because I didn't ask anything. And mm-hmm. Barbara said after the show was over, she said, why didn't you ask your question? And I said, because nobody would let me. You said I was supposed to ask question number five and then Joy said her. And she said, I don't want to hear it. If you don't mm-hmm. learn to speak up, you will mm-hmm. get eaten up Yep, by me. <laughs> and when she scolded me in my dressing room after I cried, um, mm-hmm. I learned to speak up. She helped me to, to not take no for an answer because Barbara, would, her famous saying was, who cares in Wyoming when you're trying to get a topic out? Who cares in <laughs> Wyoming? Meaning get out of New York and Chicago and LA, the big cities and go to the heart of what people really care about. Mm-hmm. And you had to be able to defend mm-hmm. why a, you know, people would care about that topic in Wyoming. And I no means nothing to me now. Somebody says no to me, I'm like, oh, th- you said that to the wrong person. She taught me how to fight for what I she, believe she, in and how to stand she and was, defend it. She was definitely, she was like a just a wealth of um, information and advice um, again, I didn't I didn't get to work with her that many times, but I, I got the chance to, to work with her a couple times as a guest host. And she was so mm-hmm. just interesting and and, you know, tough, but generous with her advice, you know. And one thing yes. that stuck with me and I use it every single time she uh, there was a guest that was going to be on and I was uncomfortable uh, a little bit. I, I thought the person was going to be an agitator. And uh, she said, how you doing? I said, oh, I'm okay. I'm just a little concerned about this question. And she said, this is our house. So always remember when someone comes to the table, yes. you treat them as if, see, you're not in your head. Right? You treat them as if you would a guest in your home. They're a guest. They're a guest in your home. And it sort of just put me at ease thinking, okay, well then, you know, I'll, I'll treat this person as a guest in the home. I'll take the, the high road because sometimes, you know, you feel like not taking the high road and you feel like going, you know, down to the earth's crust, right? <laughs> like really you know, go in there. And, and when people attack my co-hosts, you know, every now and then it, 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 it gets me. But I, I always remember that advice that, you know, that's our home. That table is our, is our, is our dining room table. And, and I try to keep it classy and elegant 
the way I think See, Barbara girl. did. <laughs> you, you, this is where you and I are a little bit on different paths. I'm a Chicago girl through and through. See, I'm from I the Bronx. Up, from, well, then you should. I love how you go. I I love how you go. I keep it classy, I girl. I remember because Barbara would say that to me. This is a guest in our in our home, in our and home. so sometimes people came on, and I'm like, uh, "You were guest in this house. This ain't your house." <laughs> so I remember Ann Coulter came on the show, <sighs> and she had written some crazy book and Barbara was reading a chapter and she said something that I thought was so snippy Mm -hmm. to Barbara and I was like you know when this when I started doing this I was like oh hell no I know you think you're gonna talk to my mama like that I know see I almost cursed I was like (laughs) bitch yo you what and had to check her like you were coming into our home you don't Tell her and make and and talk to her like this. This is Barbara Walters. You just became yes. Ann Coulter. Yeah, you better check yourself. I was so mad, and I said I need to keep my job. I don't want to be going off too hard. But <laughs> I, you know, I, I didn't. I did like the way she had talked to Barbara. <laughs> I get like that. Barbara with, looked with at me the... and she was like, "Just control yourself." I was I, like, "I ain't gonna get a thank you or nothing." No, no, I get like that with Joy. I get, I get very. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I get sort of like, you know, Auntie Joy. I don't know. It's it's just something because, you know, you know how Joy is. Like, you can insult her. She won't even remember it the next day. Like, she's so forgiving and she's just, she's kind of usually just okay with it. I'm the one that gets infuriated by it. I'm just infuriated. Joy. Like, Omarosa ticked me off. Um, this Kim Klasik ticked me off. I just, I, I get like, you know, it, it's I get a visceral reaction to it. And I love Joy. And I want to go pretty it. low. Joy never remembers anything. If Nothing. I, I love Joy. We could shut down a restaurant just yes. talking. And All I love night. Joy because Joy is a comedian. And we mm-hmm. clashed very quickly and, and made up because we're both comics. So trying yeah. to find that groove of how oh, we yes. fit in. And, and I will never forget Joy. You know, you say, take a little time to enjoy the view. And I would always go, I love you, Jeffrey. You know, <laughs> and one time, I guess I stepped on one too many. You know, you I know now to how to lob a joke to Joy and she'll oh, hit it over and yes. get her laugh. That's what Joy, you know, she cared about. Let me get this laugh. And I guess I stepped on one too many of her jokes. <laughs> no, so I was like, she like I that. love you, Jeffrey. And all of a sudden, my face, I was like, I love you. Wait a minute, what? Because <laughs> Joy said to me, she went, you stepping on my blanking jokes. Stop. <laughs> That. And I was like, wait a minute, what? Yeah. And um, we had to talk about that because she was, and then I had to learn how to, you know, when Joy has her jokes, mm-hmm. you have you fall back because she got yes. something to say. And it was that little, and after that, we was like the best of friends. Yes. Because it's like a game of volleyball, right? It's like, it's like a game a, of volleyball. You can't hold the ball too long. You can't do it. You got to pass the ball. I had to pass learn that ball. too. This is Sunny Hostin. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. 
leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every single day. Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash view. Just go to Indeed.com slash view right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash view. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's podcast is brought to you by Shopify. Ready to make the smartest choice for your business? Say hello to Shopify, the global commerce platform that makes selling a breeze. Whether you're starting your online shop, opening your first physical store, or hitting a million orders, Shopify is your growth partner. Sell everywhere with Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. Turn browsers into buyers with Shopify's best converting checkout, 36% better than other platforms. Effortlessly sell more with Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Did you know Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and supports global brands like Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen? Join millions of successful entrepreneurs across 175 countries backed by Shopify's extensive support and help resources. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Start your success story today. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash view. Put it all in lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash view now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash view. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me ask you this. Um, proudest moment on the show? When Barack Obama uh, became president and I got to speak my mind, I broke down crying because I looked at my son Jeffrey and I said, you got a shot. People of color, <laughs> we've always had these limitations. Limitations on us. And I remember uh, somebody in my family said one time when I said, I want to be a comic and an actor. They said, no, go get a job at the post office. They don't let people like us do that. And, and when I saw President Barack Obama, a black man with the same kind of hair as my son, mm -hmm. the same skin color, I said, Jeffrey, you got a shot. Mm -hmm. you, you can do it. To look at my son and say, no limitations yeah. on it's, you. It's extraordinary. It, it is an extraordinary day for me. And it, I just was so emotional. I couldn't even <laughs> hold it together. I was like, I'm sorry, Barbara. You, you, I'm sorry. I couldn't it stop meant crying. something. Yeah, it meant something. I cried when Kamala uh, became the, the vice president. I did. Ugly cry. Ugly cry, in, ugly my, cry. In, in my living room. It was That's true. I have another question for you. Because um, I, I remember watching this one, too. You were there when Joy and Whoopi uh, walked off when Bill O'Reilly... <laughs> 
was talking all kind of mess. Now, you know, I used to, I worked with Bill um, over at Fox. So I, I, I know he, I know he's, provo- you know, is provocative and, and, and believes in some of the stuff that he says, actually. Um, but what was that like? Because like you said, I've, I've been on the show when stuff has happened and sometimes you're like a deer caught in headlights. And, and yeah, you sometimes don't. you're just like, what is going on today? I think that is the beauty of doing the show live. Because yes. you are out there with no net. You never no. know what's going to happen. No. You you know, celebrities will come on and then something will happen. Mm-hmm. And Bill O'Reilly, he's a little agitator. And yes, so he, <laughs> um, he was talking about the Muslims. And mm-hmm. uh, just, I guess, there may have been some disparaging things that he said. Mm-hmm. And Joy got mad. She yeah. got really angry. Yeah. And she walked she's off power the to the people. She's, she's joy is very power to the people. Always. She got up and walked off the set. <laughs> then Whoopi got mad and she walked off the set. And me and Elizabeth <laughs> were looking at each other like, uh, what, what are we supposed to do? And I was like, I'm not walking off the set. I'm the last one hired. Cause you know what they say about the last one hired? Yes. First one fired. I said, I'm a single and I'm whispering all this. I'm a single mom. I got a son. Okay, I'm not walking off the set. And then, and then, and, and Barbara was trying to, maintain control and literally Lizzie and I were like deer in in headlights because you don't walk off a live show who does that I was in such awe and horror at the same time (laughs) I know and I I said they are literally walking off the set and and I say on my I do stand up and I talk about that and I said if you guys rewind that and play it really slowly you'll hear me go whoopee they not gonna pay you for this show (laughs) That's the look on my face many times, a, a combined look of horror and respect too. Cause it's like, mm, especially okay. <laughs> if you're seeing two co-hosts go at it, like I've seen two and you're like, what the hell is going on? Like you're just smiling. What the hell is going on? Okay. I Over usually there. just hide my face in my big cup. I'm like, okay. or the cards. Yeah. The little like, blue cards. Mm, the cards, the cards are good too. <laughs> when you got the cards, that's good too. When I tell you Barbara was livid, oh, because well, we always do, we call them post-mortem shows, and we always would talk about what happened at the end of the show and yes. what we got to do for the next day. Mm-hmm. And boy, she was hot. And Joel was like, and I'll do it again. And oh, was no. Like, I'll do it again, too. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> that sounds I'm still a good like girl. Me. I play by the rules. That was, exactly. that was really. <laughs> I'm a rules girl, too. I'm a rules girl. If I break the rules, you know I'm, I'm, at a, I'm in a place. If I break the rules, I'm such a rules girl. I'm like, I'm gonna get caught. I don't want to do that. <laughs> but I learned to take a lot of risks from being on this show and watching everybody. <laughs> now, you, you, you. Um, I remember a show that I that I watched, and you were on this machine where you had to like get on the machine. <laughs> you were up and down the machine. I, I've seen you do some some hilarious things on the show. I mean, they made me get on roller coasters. I don't like amusement parks. I don't, I'm very risk averse. I don't want to bungee jump. I don't want to jump out of planes. I don't want to do anything that's going to risk my life. I like just sitting on a beach, drinking some rosé, <laughs> having some champagne, reading a book. That's my idea of fun. The views, I, the, you know, the idea of fun is very different. So what kind of crazy stuff have they made you do that has been kind of out of your comfort zone? Because you oh, look like girl. you were having fun on those machines and all that kind of stuff. You know, I was always the girl that they knew, the producers knew, go to Sherry. Sherry's willing to try <laughs> anything. I literally love to have fun and, and try those things. So I've been in helicopters. 
I have, I remember they had me dance with the New York Knicks girls and I didn't know my tank top came up. So my belly was hanging out the whole time. I was trying to be cute. I've tried exercise machines. I have role played and pretended like I was the receptionist. I mean, literally I pretended like I was a receptionist taking calls. And one lady called and she was like, I just want to complain about that co-host Sherry Shepard. She is dumb as a rock. And I'm sitting here going, what do I say? I was like, well, we're going to give you a free coffee mug. How's that sound? <laughs> so I, I just remember those times of so just, you enjoy it. I enjoy it. I would enjoy mm. those segments um, because I like to have fun. And I, it, for me, I think with the view, you have to find your groove and you have to find the lane that you swim in. And, and yeah. I, and for three years, it was so hard for me to figure out because I was not Star Jones, you know, mm-hmm. I wasn't this legal analyst like you. Yeah. I, but I, I knew what my core traits were and, and I like to laugh and I like to mm-hmm. make people feel better and smile. Right. So for me, leading with those traits, whatever I could do, the funny exercise segments or, you know, stepping out of the view, if it was going to make people feel better or laugh, then I knew I wanted to do that. Like so that's it. where I was. And I was the, just the regular home girl who was the Mm. fish out of water. Mm. I sang on top of a piano one time, (laughs) you know, any singing stuff. I just wanted to try new things to, to Mm. encourage people to try new things. No, the show just likes to terrorize me, you know, like have scary (laughs) clowns jump out at me. That's what they enjoy having (laughs) me do, especially Brian Tedda. Um, On to other things. So (laughs) your son, Jeffrey was two, which I cannot believe, was two years old when you joined the show. He's 16, which is kind of crazy. Um, We're both raising teenage sons now because mine is 18. Yeah. Um, How is he doing? And how has this last year been? Because, I mean, lockdown and quarantine, pandemic, it's not easy with teenagers in the house. Girl, when Jeffrey started, <laughs> one thing you had, you know, Barbara Walters had that big dressing room in the corner. Mm-hmm. You were never to go in her dressing room unless you were invited. And Jeffrey was <laughs> two at the time. He ran into Barbara Walters dressing room and I stopped. I like skidded to a stop because I wasn't allowed in there. And Barbara looked at him and she said, yes, dear. And he <laughs> said, Barbara, give me a kiss. Oh, when I tell you, I said, you have secured my job for the next four years, Jeffrey. Wow. She loved my son. He was two wow. years old. He's 16. He sounds like Barry White. <laughs> He's taller than me. Um, he used to think I was so pretty and, you know, mommy, mm-hmm. I love you. Now he's like, why are you in my room? Get out. What are you, you know, I, like we're in a bad marriage. Literally, yeah. Yeah. this whole pandemic Um he walks in and he's like, you're still here? And I'm like, yeah, because I pay all the bills. Exactly. It's my house. Exactly. It's my house. So he is, uh, but I, 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 I love him. He's going through his hormonal things. He, he mm-hmm. wants to move back to New York mm-hmm. and find a girlfriend. Yep. And, uh, mm-hmm. but I, I get scared, Sonny, because all of the things that have happened now yeah. where police are brutally murdering people and, people that look like my son every Mm -hmm. day I pray over my son, but every day I'm scared because trying to raise a a, a child who has unique challenges. He said, I don't Mm -hmm. have special needs, unique Mm -hmm. challenges. And I know that when Jeffrey talks, he flaps his hands and I know he gets excited and I know he might fall on the ground and laugh uncontrollably. 
And to know that um, police officers, that's why Elijah McClain hurt my heart so bad, the whole incident, because to know that you have officers that may not understand that Jeff is a little bit different. Mm -hmm. He's still, if you look at him, you know, he's a little boy, even though he looks like a big grown man, he's got kind eyes. And, Mm -hmm. and it scares me to know that some people won't go beyond his skin color. I get Mm -hmm. terrified when he wants to go ride his bike by himself. And I try not to transfer that fear on my son, but he's all I got. And so this, all of the climate has been really like, um, heartbreaking as a mother raising a black son and you know this because you have a black son who's like off to college yeah so he's not even gonna be in your house you just want to protect them always and it's it's it seems to be harder and harder to do and that's that's the rub right it's harder and harder to do and it's harder to explain to this boy here about the nuances of people Mm because he's he was at age when he used to love hugging firemen and police officers mm-hmm. and all of that and just explain to Jeffrey you're so big now you're big you know? and I don't know how to I don't know how to explain to Jeffrey if an adult confronts you and says why are you walking around in this neighborhood yeah. what are you doing here because he he, he he knows to listen to adults I don't know how to explain that to him if somebody you know gets in his face mm-hmm. that's something I don't know how to equip my son for yeah you know if they say if the police stop him he knows to put his hands on the on the steering wheel if he's ever with friends but if they're telling, shouting things at him, he does it. That's too much. So mm-hmm. I'm always praying on Lord, just protect my child. Cause I don't know what to, I don't know what to do. And yeah. I'm praying it gets better. And every situation is different. So you don't, you, you, you can never equip them for every situation because you can't think about every situation. So I too am praying, <laughs> you know, We're praying together, girl, we are praying. Now you say, um, you said, Whoopi tried to give you some dating advice <laughs> um, <laughs> and you didn't take it. Um, and, uh, you got married anyway. Um, so tell me about that. And, um, are you dating now? Cause I, I think you are dating a little bit. I, you know, Whoopi has always, she gives me advice. I, I love she her. Wrote like about dating. Huh? <laughs> she wrote a book about dating. She wrote a book about dating. She wrote a book about dating. And I, I love, I love Whoopi Goldberg. And then sometimes I'm just like, oh man, one of this with marriage. She told me, she said, Sherry, wait. She said, there's no rush. Don't rush. Just wait. Because when you in the waiting is when you find out things, more things come yeah. to you. And I was just like, Mm-mm, I am 43 years old. If I don't get married now, I'm not going to never have nobody. That mm. said that 12, 11 years ago. Oh. <laughs> and now I'm so content being single. But she said that and um, she didn't come to my wedding. And she was just and I was just like, oh, man. But Whoopi loved me through it. When I mm-hmm. went through the divorce, she was right there to hug me to give me advice. I still call Whoopi about advice about, you know, Jeffrey. I call Whoopi about career advice all the time. And I told Whoopi, I said, I wish I would have listened to you. And she said, that's all right. And she didn't say, I told you so. She didn't say, I told you so. It's that look that Whoopi give you like, I told you so. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, I, I love that she's always just looked out for me. And I'm always, I feel very blessed that I'm still able to call her and say, I'm I'm about to make a career move. Can you help me yeah. with this? Or, you know, I'll just call her. Like I text you and go, whoa, that was a day, girl. Yep. That I was know. a day, Karen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I 
Ooh, son. Ooh, girl. That was I go, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes I just send you an emoji back. Um, you send me an emoji. <laughs> I send whoopee emojis of, um, <laughs> I'm not even going to say what I sent her emojis of. <laughs> no. It's legal. <laughs> It is now time for my new view, and I thank you so much for allowing me in your homes for the last seven years, and I promise I will see you again real soon. (sighs) This is a tough question because uh, it's all happened to us at one point or another. Um, In 2014, the executives in charge at the time, I think they made it a mistake, but they wanted the show to go in another direction. And in this business, that's what they say, right? They're like, we're going in another direction. That means you fired. Um, it does. It's like, we've chosen not to renew your contract, but hey, we're going in another direction. You know, in the law, they're just like, you know, you're fired. Um, yep. Right? So they went in another direction. They didn't renew your contract. What did that feel like to you? Because the view does become like a family. Like all of a sudden, you tossed out the family. Like, how does how does that feel? I mean, it's going to happen to me, too, one of these days. So you got to prepare you know, me for it. Because all good things come to an end. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, and also there's an evolution of who you are. And you will at some point, right now the view is fulfilling you. But at some point you will want to do something different or something mm-hmm. more. Or go in a different direction. And it's okay. But when people tell you you're no longer welcome, that does hurt. So when they were, and it was so funny because I was with Jenny McCarthy in Mm. the dressing room. And they was calling everybody downstairs. When I say on that that speakerphone, Bill Getty, we need to see you. (laughs) You Ah. Uh, Dusty, you know, like they were calling everybody. (laughs) Jenny McCarthy, please come downstairs. So I was like, what? We didn't know what was going on. Bloodbath. Mm -hmm. It was just like everybody. (laughs) was being called and so Jenny and I were in the room and they called Jenny and I remember she came upstairs and she was devastated Mm. and I said oh girl and they never called me my manager called me and she said Sherry they're not going to renew your contract it Mm. was so shocking to me Sonny because I just we were in negotiations I was in negotiations for the next three or four years. Wow. And I, at the time I was starting to go through the divorce, I just put him out the house and I was like, this is going to be expensive. I'm mm-hmm. going to need some money. So this is great. I got security. Um, mm. But the other side of me, I felt God had been telling me to leave anyway, because it was time to do something different. But I was just like, nope, it's stable. I'm, I'm staying. So yeah. when my manager said they weren't renewing my contract, I remember sitting in my dressing room and I went, I, I can't come back but this is my family. What am I going to do? Yeah. And it was like, God was talking to me because I'm very spiritual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I felt God saying, I'm going to take care of you. You just got to trust me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and, and God said, do you trust me? And I was like, uh, no, I really don't. This is a good gig. <laughs> at this very at, moment? <laughs> at this very moment? Uh, absolutely not. And he says, do you have a little trust? And I said, I got a little bit of faith by the skin of my teeth. He said, that's all I need. And I, I had to go downstairs. I hugged Jenny and I went downstairs because, you know, the producers are like family. They are. What I love about the we producers of The View, they are the unspoken heroes yeah. because they get those shows together. They brief you. Mm-hmm. They try to make it as easy as possible for you. Yep. And they're your sounding board when mm-hmm. things are going crazy. And I was they were really like my family. We did stuff together. We even when I come to New York now, we go to dinner every yeah. single producer. And when I told them 
that I wasn't coming back, they cried. Oh, I'm like, sure they did. Cry. It made me cry. And I still miss them um, because they were like family. Because so it's such that, a great that, team. It was such a great team. I mean, yeah. we we rejoice with each other. I've been through mm-hmm. baby showers and heartache and miscarriages. And they were with me through my dating stuff and divorces. And mm-hmm. I cried on folks' arms and shoulders. And yeah. to know that I would not be walking through those hallways again, mm-hmm. it really did something. I like doing hot topics. I yeah. like going back and forth. I like the guests. I love doing the view. So um, once I got over that and I said, well, I guess it's just, it's it, it's a new journey. And you can't be afraid of when one door closes because immediately I booked uh, a, a show on Broadway, Cinderella, playing the evil stepmother. That's right. Two yeah. weeks later. And then I booked a film with Will Packer and Kevin Hart mm-hmm. called Think Like a Man. Um, and then I just one. started working as an actress in my career took off mm-hmm. as an actress mm-hmm. and it's, I've never looked back, but I do miss, I miss everybody. I miss you. I miss Whoopi. Aww. I miss joy. I miss the producers. I still yeah. talk to Bill Getty. I, I do know, too. I talk to Bill. <laughs> I talk to Bill all the time. I'm like, Bill, do you see yeah. what I did? Look at my comedy <laughs> show. It, we're still supposed to have dinner and I'm so close to everybody at the view. It's a part, it will always be a part of you and you can never get away from it. Ever. Yeah. yeah. Did you so I have did good you ever, memories? Did you ever question like what did I did I do something wrong? Was I could oh, have done yeah. this better, that better? Yeah, I felt better. like um I you know that's insecurity. I felt like well maybe I just didn't give enough of the politics or maybe I was mm. too silly. Maybe yeah. I, you know, just didn't fit what they needed. But then I had to go, no, I've been here seven years. Yeah. I've been here seven exactly. years. And I knew what my lane was and I knew what I contributed and I knew what I yeah. brought to the view. Yeah. And it just was I, my experience. I can't speak for anybody else, but doing the view and being a co-host was one of the best experiences of my life. Like I said, it, I had some of the worst days, but they were always, they always changed my life mm. and I would not be who I am if I had not been a co-host on the view. Right. Right. It's life changing. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you, too. Thank you. Next week on Behind the Table, Sarah Haynes and Lisa Ling have a conversation about their time on The View. Here's a sneak peek. An agent called me and said, Barbara Walters show The View is looking for looking to fill the seat of the young co-host. Would you be interested? And quite honestly, Sarah, I had never done live TV in front of an audience before. So I I said yes, because Barbara Walters was attached. But I had no idea really what I was getting myself into. More next week. Behind the Table is produced by Nathan Getty and Summer Shake. Executive produced by Brian Tetta. Booking was overseen by Todd Polks. The executive producer of ABC Audio is Liz Alessi. Special thanks to Josh Cohan, Brenda Salinas Baker, Trevor Hastings, David Toledo, Elizabeth Russo, Lori Hogan, Stacia Deshishku, Molly Kessler, and Ashley Havens. 